Yo, you know, like my earliest memory of you is McKinley, and it's crazy because every time I seen you, you were always like singing or doing something mm-hmm. with music. That's like how far back my mind goes. So to see you now with dreads, it's like, oh man, that's, right. that's crazy. I've always had hair though. That's the thing people can never say. I'm like, what you look without hair? I don't know. I, I lost the mind, and I lost the mind. See, I'm, well, I ain't, I ain't gonna say, it, but it's starting to go from the top. I'm like. That's why I be wearing hats and stuff and the yeah, man. hair up top, man. That's the one thing everybody always say. Didn't you have hair, John? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's called genetics. See, this is what we say. We just keep on living. You'll it's see all what good. Happens. You'll see what happens. But what's been up, man? It's first of all, it's good to see you. It's been yeah. a minute. <laughs> it's been good, man. I'm I'm good. I'm glad to be back in Ohio in Canton. You do my thing, you know, starting over again in a way, but just glad to do it, you know. Just be back with my family and friends. Yeah. Familiar familiarity, you know, just being around everybody. And uh, the love that I get from my family and friends is what I need. You always get love, man. Yeah. I feel like every time everybody <laughs> always sees you, it's always love. Like, I haven't heard nobody say nothing bad about you. That's good to hear, though, man. Yeah, like, man. for real, that's, that's <laughs> really good. Like, it's not like I try to keep up uh, a certain image or anything, but that's just who I am. Right, like, right. I just try to be myself. And for the longest, like, it's funny that you say, like, you remember me from high school. Like, in high school, man, I was the quietest thing. I didn't say nothing to nobody. I didn't want no drama. I didn't want no issues. So I just kept my mouth shut. Yeah. I didn't want to say nothing so nobody could say nothing bad about me or anything. So, I'm like, this, it's good to know that that carried on. Like, you know, I didn't have to worry about having any enemies yeah, like yeah. that. No drama, no no baby mamas, nothing like that. <laughs> I ain't got no, baby no issues. I'm good. I'm good. You're good on that. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So how long you been back in Karen now? I've been back in, since December. Okay. Since December. So the thing was, I had a surgery last year. So that kind of commemorates commemorates what um, this concert that's coming up that I'm doing July 29th. Okay. Because July 29th of last year was the day that my life changed forever. Yeah, tell us about that, man. So what happened was I, I, I'm diagnosed with type 2 diabetes back in 10th grade. Okay. So that was like... I ain't even going to date myself or you. So like <laughs> a while back, a couple of years ago, I guess you could say. Yeah. And so I got diagnosed, but, you know, teenager, not doing right by my body. You know, so I was just kind of doing my own thing here and there. Sometimes I would eat healthy. Sometimes I would work out. Sometimes I would lose weight. Sometimes I gain. But, you know, it caught up with me over the mm-hmm. years. And so the diabetes caused hemorrhaging in my eyes. Wow. So, like, it was bleeding, so I had to go get surgery on mm-hmm. And I found out about the surgery on July 29th last mm-hmm. year. So, like, if you don't get the surgery, you could go blind. So I'm like, okay, I need to get the surgery. So I'm like, okay, uh, but I don't have no money. Yeah. Like, I'm working, but not enough to pay for the surgery. Yeah, so yeah. So I... Had to humble myself and go on Facebook and put up a post, even on Instagram and everything like that, and put up a post saying, like, I need help getting this money for this surgery. And it was just one surgery. So I got the money for the surgery thanks to everybody in Canton that came through for me for that. Respect, the GoFundMe. Yeah. And so it was within six hours I got my, uh, it was like a little bit over a thousand that I needed. So I got that, got the surgery in the right eye one week. The next week was the left eye. Get out of the surgery with the left eye, total blackness in the left eye. Mm. So to this day, I can't see out of my left eye anymore. No shit. So man. yeah, so like, so I've been, so I came back because um, during my recovery, this eye gave out. So it was like I couldn't see hardly anything. Like the, my hand in front of my own face, like I couldn't see nothing. Like you sitting right in front of me, I could hear you talking, I could see you move, I could see the colors of what you were wearing. That's about it. Really? I could see light. I could see darkness. I just couldn't tell like depth. I couldn't see distance. I couldn't. It was it was hard, you know. So like, man. Then I, I 
Lost my job on my birthday, which was July 31st. So two days before my birthday, I found out about the surgery. Two days after my birthday is when I had the surgery. Man. So like I, I was not in the right place, just not thinking right. You know, like and so when I finally started recovering, it just it just got worse, the right eye. So my mom was like, nah, you gotta come home. For sure, man. And so I uh I had put a video up on my Facebook because I'm like, I lost the job. We were out of a, uh, an apartment, didn't have nothing. And I'm like, because I hadn't been working. And so they had canceled my insurance because of me not working with them anymore. So I had to pay for all this stuff. And again, Kenton came through for me, like seriously came through for me. Like I put up a video. My roommate was like, hey, bro, I think you need to do a video. I see you struggling and you're telling your friends and your family, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But you need the help, yeah. But I wasn't, and, mm-hmm. he, and he's watching it. That's real. And so I was like, he's like, you, you want to do a live video? I'm like, no, I don't really want to do that. He was like, I think you should do a live video. So I prayed. I prayed. And so when I prayed, I said, God, give me the words to say. Like, give me the answer. Like, what, what's my next move? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? So then I was like, okay, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do this, this live video. Mm-hmm. Couldn't see the camera. Sat there. Camera started. I just spoke. I seen that video, man. And I tell you, boy, that, I ain't going to lie. That was a little, like, heartbreaking. But I love that the city came through for you. Yeah, they really did. Like, man, it, that's it was beautiful. immediate. Yeah. Immediate. So I'm like, so the thing was, like, okay, when I came back home, once I finally got back home, I was like, okay, you know what? My city came through for me. Like, what, what can I possibly do? One person out of all the hundreds of people that helped me, like, what can I do to say thank you to them? So I'm like, okay. A concert, like you know, I, I wanted to do something for, for the people, but at the same time, like it just was a, uh, like an anniversary of yeah. the date that it happened. It's a celebration, and it, yeah. And, and, it's like, and yeah. then my birthday's coming up like the same week, yeah, yeah, the same weekend. So I'm like, I didn't have a good birthday last year, but you can have one this year, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? And I, I made it through this whole time. And I'm, I, I'm seeing now, I'm, if you see me walking around town, downtown, <laughs> it's a reason why I'm walking around town, because I don't, I don't need a ride. I'm like, I, I, I'll walk. Yeah, you know the city, myself. man. Come on, you know, man. I'm like, I'm like, I, don't, I don't need you know no you ride. At. I can walk. I know where I'm going. <laughs> you so know I'm like, where you I can see better. Yeah. Now I'm going to use my, my own skills and my own abilities that I had and blessed with. So I'm like, thank you, God, for that. So I'm able to walk around on my own and um, getting back into the music thing. And it's like, I, I, was, I was scared because I went to school for it. And I'm like... Right after I got out of school for it, this happened. Yeah. And I'm like, but wasn't that what I was supposed to be doing? I'm like, I need my eyes to see the DAW and everything to make mm-hmm. sure I'm putting my stuff in the right spot and clipping and EQ and all. I, I got to do all that by myself. I was so used to doing everything by myself. And that was like, then that was almost like a realization that you need people. You do. I needed people, and I was afraid to say it at first, but I'm like... I'm that way, too. I hate asking for things, you know what I'm saying? Especially something like that, you know, where a situation where you needed that for your surgery, but the way that people came through for you, one of those situations where, you know what, it's okay to ask, you know, because... And then the fact that you want to give back through what you love to do, I think that's really dope that Mm -hmm. you want to give back through music and that the fact that people can support you through that, Yeah, you know? And you being a good person is why they did that. Like I said at the beginning, man, if, if, if people said bad things about you, they'd be like, you ain't finna give me no money. Right. And, and but that, they came through for you, man. And it was crazy because you don't know how people see you. Right. And that's the thing that I learned as well. Like that whole situation, you really don't know because my roommate and my mom would call me and tell me like, I'm going to read these, these messages that people are sending to you. And I'm like, okay. And they would read a couple at a time and it would be like people who I hadn't heard from since like 
my Belden days, Man. elementary school, and people from middle school. And I'm like, how did they find out? Because how, like, the connection of everybody in the city. Mm-hmm. Somebody else will share the video, and then somebody who hadn't seen me in years would find it and reach out. And people who didn't even know me from other states and cities were like, they saw my story and were like, I want to help. Because when, like, when, when you see good in people, and then you see that they need the help, you don't mind it. So even there were probably people who didn't even know who you were, but seeing the situation yeah. was like, I got to help. And that, that shows good character. That, that was like a wake-up call for me. It was like, Word. wow. Because honestly, I'm just, I'm just being as transparent as I can be right now. I was like, I honestly felt at one point, you know, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do feel like that. Like we feel like nobody cares. Yeah, you feel that and way because everybody right, got their own problems and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, and I'm like, I don't want to bug nobody. Like, I didn't even mm-hmm. tell my brother. Yeah. I'm like, he got he got four kids, a dog and a wife in a house, and they have their own business and all that. Yeah. Like, he ain't got no money. No, I'm just playing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't no want to tell him what's going on, <laughs> but I'm like, I need help. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll just bite the bullet and ask for the help. And then, like I said, it was immediate. Like, as soon as the, the live video stopped, my cash app was Bing, 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 bing. I was like, what? They said, you got $1,000 within 10 minutes. And that's what you needed. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, and it was just, it was a great feeling. And like I said, I I just had to give back in any way that I could. And like, so even with like coming back and being able to do things on my own, which like, I mean, like being able to walk around and see things on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm like, John P got a show coming today. I'm like, I'm going. I'm going. I'm like, I ain't never got to see him in in action before. I'm like, because every time you had a concert, I was out of town. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm here. I support all my my fellow artists. And I respect that. I appreciate that. Because you do. Because I, I, I remember where we all came from. Facts. That's the thing. Like, like we I all said, came I remember from, from the McKin- same Yeah, yeah. I remember. Like I said, I remember seeing you. Like, remember you being in McKinley, mm-hmm. and whenever I would see you, you were always singing or doing something with the choir or doing mm-hmm. something musical. Yeah. So that was always like honestly, my earliest memory was you and Tierra and yep. everybody <laughs> being together and Sylvia, November Williams, November Williams. <laughs> and now it's like we all have our own like identities and careers in a way. Even you, man, because yeah. we seen what you were doing just going out west, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh man, like if, if he can do it, I can do it. You and know that's what I'm that, saying? And that's honestly what I wanted to do like you know with my first concert back in 2012 like this is going to be a 10 year anniversary as well of the concert that I first started with with the R&B just trying to do an R&B concert see your promo your Pro- promo on point already man yeah, yeah, but I was just, just trying to yeah yeah you're going the right way you know I was just trying to get like you know open a door not trying to say I was trying to be a mo- like a somebody to start something new and like you know whatever but, but why I was, not I was just I just wanted to give people that space yeah yeah to be like, okay, you know what, Mackenzie Mack. You know Mackenzie Mack? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, so I remember she, I saw her when she was four years old. Mackenzie performed in one of my shows back in the day. Mm, she did She did my first concert. Yeah. So she was about four years old when I first saw her. And I saw her at a Ken Nidal event. And I sang in Ken Nidal and she did the same thing. And she her, her talent just caught my attention. I'm like, who is that girl? I'm like, who is she? And I followed her career. And then later on, like once I had my first concert in 2012, I, I said, I'm going to let her open my show mm-hmm. put her name on the ticket so that she, she can see she like was, I, can, I can do a show if I want to yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can headline the show I've done it before Yeah, you know so I'm like I wanted to open the door for the other R&B artists other singers like and today I put a post up today and I'm, I'm hoping people are, are listening like you know I wanted people I'm like where are my singers at where are my local singers at I want y'all at the show because I'm gonna pass the mic 
And it's good networking because I'm gonna pass the mic because I want them to get their chance to 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 mm-hmm. show what they can do. It's not all about me. It's not all about me. You know, like I got every time I have background singers, they all get a chance to sing something too. People who like I I, I want people. I want to put people on just like I was put on, you know? Yeah. You know, like, I, I worked hard for what I had. You worked hard for what you had. Tierra definitely worked Shout hard Shout out November and Cons Man, for that fire I, album, Solstice. Oh Ooh, God. I got to get them on the show together. But they've been on the show individually, but I got to mm-hmm. have them on there, like, as a duo, talking talk about, about the album. album. Yeah. Man, that album, like, I Shout out to, to Cons and November Williams, To man. hers and then yours. I'm like, y'all don't belong here. I'm like, this, <laughs> this is crazy. I'm like... I was like, man, this sounds like something that Kendrick would drop. That's, I'm like, that's one of the best, uh, and, and, you, and you couldn't understand this. Coming from Canton, Ohio, mm-hmm. that's one of the best compliments because even in the early days of me starting, when it was just money gang rap, man. Mm-hmm. I felt like nobody ever took Canton serious unless it was like sports. Right. So when right. I had started doing my music, like in the early days, like 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. people were like, man, that's. John Johnson, he rapping. Yeah, right. and, you know, it's like now they're like John. They don't even call me John Johnson. They be like John Peter MC, and they kind of right. feel good being in Canton. Like, yeah, you know, I know November likes that. Or even when people see you, they're like, Yo, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a great feeling because I'm like, I've, yeah. I've been watching, especially since you guys have both dropped your projects. I'm like, I've been seeing on a multiple post of other people shouting y'all out. Mm-hmm. And I get excited for you. I'll be like, okay, that's, see, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. I see they're getting their shine right there. I'm like, and it's, it's just a great thing because I'm like, like I said, I remember where we all came from. Fact. I've seen all of us come from something, and especially like me, My me, and, me and Tierra. I'm gonna <laughs> stop saying Tierra. Me and November, Miss November Williams. Nah, yeah, I call it T. You know her as Tierra. I call you know, her T. I call, call her T. We grew up together. Yeah, we exactly. Grew up yeah, together. yeah. We started off at the same church. Okay. So we sing in the choir, the angelic choir at Wait Mount Calvary. This, this is my question. Okay, so you know, on this podcast, I like to ask that to people. What side of candy did you grow up on? Okay. What, what, what side did you grow up on? So if you're talking so about churches. I grew up on the northeast side, okay, but the border of southeast side, because uh, I was right there by Belden Elementary. So you was like on... Uh, so you know where Belden is. Yep, Belden Elementary. Is I'm like right in that area. Okay, so okay. I, I, I used to So you can walk, walk to, to the southeast. You can walk to Hartford. From where you mm-hmm. was at. Okay. Yep. You went to Hartford? I used to walk to Mr. G's. I didn't go to Mr. G's. I mean, I, mean, I, didn't, go to, I didn't go to Hartford. You didn't go to Mr. G's? Oh. I went to Mr. G's. That's what I was saying. Was I, was like, I, used to to walk, I used to walk to Mr. G's, get them three cones for uh, yeah. $5 with French fry and a, a, a drink. You was right there. That, I was there. That's real cash. Right <laughs> like, there, so man. I would get that in a, at a G burger. Don't get me started on things. What but a time. Like, but man, I, I, didn't, I went to Belden. Okay. And then I went to Hart, Harder. So okay. that was on the south. What is that? The Northwest? But we ended Hardy up living. Yeah, Northwest. Okay. Yes, yeah. Northwest. But we ended up living in the Southwest. Okay. When I went there. And then I went to Crenshaw. Then from Crenshaw, Layman. So you know from Layman, so you like I a, went from okay. McKinley and Timken because I took <laughs> classes at both schools. It's two so types. Like, I was I never finished school at a It's two types of people in Canton. One that went to one middle school. One high school, that's it. It's one that went to every school in Canada. I went to lived on every, every side. side. I'm like, I was, <laughs> I was well-rounded, I guess you could say. But yeah, I grew up on the northeast, southeast. Like, my mom still lives in the same house that I grew up in. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I love that. I love, like, with this podcast, having the fact that I can have dope guests yeah. who are from the city. And we can have like episodes and talk about that and, and say yeah, what side of Canton where, and you understand. Yeah, you know I want, exactly what I want people about. to be like, mm, I gotta check out Canton, and we can tell them like, look, let's go yep. to Cleveland. Let's go to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> but but Canton Poppy, you know, we got Dave Chappelle coming, the Hall of Fame right. doing their thing. The you got your go show. What'd you say? Did the tickets go down for what? For Dave Chappelle, tickets do not go down for Dave Chappelle. That thing was like four hundred dollars. And they're gonna stay there. I'm gonna stand at the Circle K. 
And listen. Bring your McKinley badge. That's all you do here. Like, I'm going to do a sponsor. CCS District. I got my badge. I'm going to get in here. <laughs> nah. But listen, man. Um, Before we get into the rest of the episode, man. Shout out my working at Folly Rap. What's your social medias? So handles I am and all that? on TikTok. I am on Instagram. Okay. And I'm on Facebook. I have a YouTube as well. So I, on my YouTube and my TikTok is BTAL TV. So B T A L T V. And then on Instagram and Facebook, you can find me the same way. BTAL 2006. Okay. BTAL 2006. And for me, you can find me at Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok at Jean Peter MC. That's J E A N P T H E M C. Episode 48. My man Brandon Talbert. You in the house? You going to stick around with us for a minute, man? Yes, sir. Yes, this is going to be a dope interview, man. This is Jean Peter MC, episode 48. Say what you mean. Peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. From the northwest to the northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast to the southwest. No arguments. Yeah, I got next. Jean P. One, two. Let me talk my shit again. Episode. 48, say what you mean. Brandon Talbert, what's up, man? What is good, man? Yo, I got to ask you this before we um, get into your interview because it's, it's really bothering me now that I'm in the front of a musician, but a man that appreciates R&B. What the hell happened? <laughs> you don't know what to ask you, right? Already know, man. I already right? know. Okay. I don't know. I, I love music, okay? Yeah. When I seen Omarion and I seen Mario and I seen mm. Tank on the, I was like, that's taking me back to middle school, McKinley, yes. gray my hair. I was like, but but in my head, I was like, Omarion about to kill it. I, okay. Homie came out with the watermelon. I'm like, dog, this is about that. And then Mario was talking. I, I didn't know Bar I didn't know Mario was such a badass like that. I said, that man's a villain. I'm about to go <laughs> listen to all his albums again. Like he was talking his shit. But overall, the highlight. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Red J. The four, the four, the four niggas over there that was over there acting the fool. Dog, what's going on, man? Give me on sounding kind of crazy. Like live performances is like cause I, I don't see, what's going this is the on? side of people. This is the side of me that people usually don't get to hear unless you were like really close to me, but I'm gonna give it to y'all real quick. I am a real stickler for vocals. Like, even though I know I'm not the best singer. That's why I want to ask you. I know I'm not yeah. the best singer, and that's okay. I get it. I get it. I know my place. Yeah. Right? They don't. That's the issue. Because I, I called it years ago. Jeremiah, Bobby V. Oh, yeah. Jeremiah was there, too. Yes, he tried. Jeremiah, Bobby V, Pleasure P. I was and who else was the other guy? What was the other? Um, Sammy, and, Sammy and Ray J. And Ray J. And Tank Man in appearance. Tank, okay, cool. Out of the five that actually performed, a great that stuff, line of all the names you said, by the way, all great on the headphones, but on the that headphones. Night, but Sammy, Sammy killed it. Since twelve years old, he's been killing it. Sammy's a great. He has a great underground. Like he's independent right now, and he he's been doing great. Like he's been doing. A, he has a great album run. Like, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Sammy's but been killing the fact it. That I just I know he's been killing since twelve years old because when I was in sixth grade. That's who I looked up to was Sammy because he was out there doing his thing. He was doing I like the way and all that stuff. So Boy, I, that I, wanted classic, to, I wanted to uh, I wanted to be just like that. I wanted to be just like mm -hmm. that. He came up same thing with Mario. When Mario came out, I kind of was pissed at first because I remember B two K came out first, and I always wanted to be in a boy group. And you listen to all that shit growing I up, grew, and you get into music. To so I know so all that you was listening to. Yes, and I'm like I was like I was I used to think I was a Mario. <laughs> 
because I used to sing through my nose a lot. And I was like, and so I was like, oh, I sound like Omarion. I'm, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a star. Then they, I was like, I got to get into a boy group. So then I remember Mario came out with Just a Friend, and I saw all these niggas dancing behind him. I thought I was another boy group. I man. was like, I was pissed. I was like, man. I don't want to see this. Mario no more. had that look too because he had then, the Baltimore Ravens jersey. Right. And I was like, oh, that's hard. Dope, dope. It was dope. And then I then I found out that it was just him. And I was like, he's dope. Then I got the album. Mm-hmm. The first album. And he killed it. Classic. And I, vocals for a 15-year-old vocals. Sammy Mario kill. Bobby V, I never understood. <laughs> he had a nice little album back in the day, too, though. That see, that's the thing. That's the, that was, as we know about artists, you can have a good project, but what can you do with it? Like what? 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 You got to do what it live. I read a tweet about that, um, and I'm glad that that said way into like the, your influences. Clearly, those guys like mm-hmm. inspired you growing up. But what other music did you listen to other than the artists that we mentioned? Growing up, so like I was telling you during the break, like I didn't grow up the same way that everybody else around me did. So like my mom kind of. I don't want to say she sheltered me, but she just didn't let me listen to any and everything. Mm-hmm. So basically, of course, if that's what the case is, you're going to listen to what your parents listen to. Right. So I listened to a lot of old school music, um, but I had a lot of influences because of all my family. Like they don't, they're not singers, they're not musicians or anything, but I consider them musicians because they all had a love for music mm-hmm. in a way that inspired me to be who I am today. That's so what's like up. my mom, she listened to people like Luther Vandross, uh, Tony Braxton, Boys to Men, Mariah Carey. Uh, who else does she listen to a lot? Freddie Jackson. Oh, man. Babyface. He dropped Baby a new Face. album, too. I heard about that, man. There's going to be fire. Yeah, because like, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Ladies, yeah. And then like, then, like, other people, like my uncle, he was, like, a, a few years older than me. Like, well, not a few. He's, like, 16 years older than me. Mm-hmm. But he grew up in the era of hip-hop. For sure. So when, with him, when I was around him, I heard people like Rakim. I heard yeah, people man. like Camplo. Let's go. I heard people like, uh, then he introduced me to Neo Soul. Okay. So that got me to Jill Scott's Music Soul Child, which is a big influence for me. So you got to, so we got to, you got to witness all of this. I say I we because we're around the same people. age, but we got to experience this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's funny today because I went to the doctor mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about music and um, she was like, my kids were laughing at me when I told them we used to watch music videos on TV instead of YouTube. I'm like, we used to have to sit down and watch, watch 106 it, and Park. And actually put and, a uh, yeah. cassette tape in there and record it. Direct Effect, TRL, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or VH1. Like, you had to watch TV. Rap now, City. <laughs> bro, come on. Now, okay, I got a question for you now. What's, First, before we go up? back into mine. Like, okay, so Rap City, I always feel like this. Classic. Okay, I'm not a rapper, okay. so I don't always... Trust my own judgment sometimes when it comes to rap. Sometimes we're like, oh, that was dope. And people are like, that was horrible. But I'm like, okay, with Rap City, do you, what artist now that's out in the industry do you feel could handle Rap City? Mm, that's a good question. As far as like Be- the performance, the freestyle for Yes. Oh, man, there's so many MCs that could rock like the booth. Like right now? Yeah. In the industry right now? When you say industry, like, do you mean like signed or like there's, signed. there's a lot of artists who are like who may appear to be in the industry, but they just get money independent. Like I, a guy right now, Benny the Butcher. See, I wouldn't even know who that is. Benny the Butcher. Oh, man, come on. See, now, see those people like that, like that. those are the people who yeah. really know what they're doing talent wise because they, they, they've been working on it differently 
and you kind of have to work harder at it because you don't have the same backing as somebody who's in the industry already. But the industry is paying attention to those lower level guys mm-hmm. like Benny the Butcher and Westside Gun and Conway. Um, they've worked with Cole and Kanye West. Mm-hmm. They've worked with the bigger guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, to answer your question, Rap City, though. I would love to go back to that generation, but everything's so phoned out now. Mm-hmm. I remember looking forward to, okay, who the guest is? They got to get in the booth. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I remember seeing Ludacris do it. Right. I remember seeing Dipset do it. I remember seeing, like, Gangstar and all these different guys go in the booth every week, every day. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I miss that era of just going home, and now everything's so accessible. It's like, we got to watch it, whatever we want. But I love mm-hmm. that, going to school. Yo, watch Rap City last night? Because I'm like, this is what, the one thing that always caught me off guard was, like, we came up in the time when freestyle actually meant it was a freestyle. Mm-hmm. It came off the dome. Yeah. Now they be like a freestyle and they be reading it. They they read it, but I, I don't I don't agree with reading it. But I do I, I do think it's cool. Like if you got something in the tank ready to go, but if you pull a paper out and like, yo, this is a freestyle, that's not a freestyle to me. At all. And they be putting on the albums. They put on the albums. Like and they be <laughs> and they brag about it being a freestyle, but, but just because it's a freestyle, you still got to make it a good verse. Some yeah. guys feel like it's a freestyle, so I'm going to say and do what I want, and it's terrible. So that's what they mean by freestyle. Kind of like like a like an athlete when they be like, oh, freestyle, no, swim, I, like, they, they just do whatever they want. It's off the top, you know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. like the shit that come off the top don't be like concise. Because I could freestyle right now, and it mm-hmm. may not make sense, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. A lot of guys, they freestyle and just be saying like anything. Anything. Nothing like concise. Like That's why <laughs> like in hip-hop, they say like if you freestyle, the best way to practice is like look at something and rap about it. Look at this and rap about it. Or a topic and rap about it. Like That's how you make yourself a sharp MC when it comes to freestyling. Yeah. That's how I was taught. Because I'm like, I, I just always wondered what an actual... MC mm-hmm. would think about somebody on Rap City trying to freestyle nowadays. I just, I just didn't think there was many people in the industry that we that we see all the time freestyle out there that would be able to hold their own. Well, they mentioned Wayne, you know, like mm-hmm. him not using a pen or writing or Jay Z. You know, I, I definitely believe Jay Z because some guys like they can close their eyes and they in their head just writing around, right. thinking of what to say. Like, there's so many different techniques. And I want to ask you a question about R&B. Mm-hmm. So with us talking about, like, verses and then, like, even the live performance of the BET Awards, do you feel like hip-hop now is changing more into, like, more hip-hop? Because a lot of people think that hip-hop is trying to become more, not, R&B is trying to become more hip-hop versus it how it was back in the day where it was just about love and sensitivity versus now it's like R&B singers want to be rappers. What you think about I that? I think it's a, it's an era. It's an era, yeah, yeah. It really is an era because, like, honestly, me coming back into it now, in this era, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now it's kind of like all these years I've been trying to find my spot, but now it's changed again. So yeah. now I got to try to figure out where I fit in again. Forever changing. So it's like, okay, so now it's like, okay, I, I'm, I consider myself true R&B because mm-hmm. I still think about those the uh, the songs that – you play when you when you in your feelings and stuff man, like that. Man, that's what and I we miss. don't have like, that, that much you, anymore. Man, listen, like when you when you pull up like, Spotify and like you pull up like that classic R and B playlist, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a song come on and you be like, like the other day I in was your I was cleaning and um, Joe, I wanna know came on. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, this man was in love. Like, like you don't get so it makes like, sense. Yeah. Like, but it's, as we've gotten older, <laughs> we actually understand these feelings now differently than we did as a kid you when mean, it was right. just a bomb. You be it like, okay, just, now, I know what, now I know what he's talking like, about. I can understand. I can relate now. I was like, I, I feel like, and I feel like sometimes I like <laughs> R and B kind of shaped my life a little bit too much because sometimes.
sometimes I feel like in relationships and stuff, I try to be it feel like an R and B song. <laughs> we like you try to so learn. I'm trying to talk to somebody. I'll be like, oh hey girl, <laughs> like so. Hey, sometimes you learn game from R and B. But like, but imagine somebody coming up to you talking about I want to know what makes you smile. Like she could be turns like, you on, like Joe. <laughs> That's Who different. are you talking oh, to? Yeah. You like, know, it's, it's hot girl summer right now, bro. They ain't right. trying to hear that. They ain't want to hear none of that. They want to hear uh, the, the new Blast song. I'm like, which I love Blast. Shout out Blast. Blast, Blast is hard. Is dope, man. I'm loving his music right now. I love the mesh sometimes. I love that, though, that uh, the traditional look of the R&B singer, mm-hmm. it kind of looks like an MC. Because mm-hmm. I love it. Because like when I saw Blast, I thought he was a rapper. Then when I he started too. singing, I was like, oh, this man is dope. Because I didn't realize who he was until I, um, until they said exactly what songs were his. And I was like, oh, that's him. But then they always put him in that box like, oh, he's the next Nate Dogg. He didn't do Ty Dolla Sign. Like, no, Nate he's dog. the next Blast. There'll never be Nate another dog. Nate Dogg. No. Never. No. I hate, like, I hate I comparisons. Like the, I don't either. I don't either. Especially I hate them. when it's somebody I really appreciate musically. I'm like, don't, don't, don't put them in the in the box with somebody else. Let them be their own individual self. Mm-hmm. They'll learn as time gets like as it grows like they'll they'll learn more about their craft and they'll become something else like that's the great, greatest thing for me to see is like artists evolve yeah i love seeing that and some artists i've been watching lately chloe and hallie oh man i just like evolve. watching <laughs> i love watching <laughs> sir first of all boy i was pissed off <laughs> At the BET Awards. Yeah. I was like, that should have been me in that chair. Man, that's a beautiful woman. Because when she man. got up in that chair, I was like, what? Oh, my I God. I said, get your hands off of her. <laughs> get I was off like, her. sir. That's me. That is mine. Listen. I'm like, man. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's cool to see artists evolve from where they first begin and learning their craft. Yeah. And then understanding and keep gaining more knowledge into it and then becoming who they are. I think a great thing to see. But I think more singers and, and rappers too because nowadays with the internet we get so caught up in the visuals. Mm-hmm. I got to look good. I got to be the best. But I think like a lot of artists forget you have to maintain that sharpness too. That's why I love the great artists who you don't see them much on social media. Like when Adele's not tweeting you know she working on a great album. Right. When Kendrick ain't tweeting, you know he working on a great album. And then Beyonce's when something quiet. comes out. When Beyonce's too quiet, you're like, world stop. And that's bad. <laughs> like, when the artists who are quiet are the ones whose albums I look forward to. Versus but like. But does albums anymore. So I'm like, when you did yours, I'm like, an album. Yes. Everybody's doing single, 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 single. I know it's a it's a money game, but I'm like. It's an algorithm game, man. Because it's like, like I'm, I'm an album guy. Give me something to, to listen yeah. to for a while. Singles I don't want to see the same song over and over and over and over again because that's sing- the only song you got out right now. Sing- singles are cool. Singles are necessary to, to, necessary to get some traffic. But I come from a time where like every I drop an album. You're going to mm-hmm. get a new album from me. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I appreciate when like my music homies and my friends be like, mm-hmm. yo, this is a great album because nowadays kids is like, I just want to hear the single because TikTok just played the single. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just play the one song. And they be knowing only one part of the song the because one part. of the, the, the loop that they use on TikTok. Just like, like you notice in a lot of songs, you don't hear third verses no more. No, third verses, you hardly hear bridges. You hardly hear any key changes. Some songs be a minute and 30 seconds. I'm like, damn, that's it? I've done songs like that, but they be inter- but <laughs> they don't, interlude. They don't, they don't, they don't interlude. But they don't say interlude. They'll be like, "This is the song." I'm like, "Nah, bro, that's an interlude. No, right, this that's, a single. <laughs> this song ain't even three minutes. One verse and a half verse, and then it'd be like just the chorus. Like I said, no bridge. I'm, I I miss the days of R&B having key changes. Ah, uh, yeah. And then the one dude would come out and be like, 
What's up, ladies? Right, Start talking all slow and my low. name is John, <laughs> and, and I'm a Pisces. And I'm a Pisces. <laughs> yeah, I am a Pisces. <laughs> That's crazy. And I am a Pisces too. <laughs> my name is John. I'm a Pisces, and if you wanna spend the night, and he'll come right in there. Whoa, right. Whoa. Start doing all the extra stuff, <laughs> boys to men all day. I make love to you. Right. So, <laughs> like when you came up singing, because we talk about like um, people need like an instructor. Mm-hmm. Who was your first person? Who was the person in your life that kind of was uh, the battery in your back to kind of get you into music and to teach you what you know? Like your first mentor in music. My first mentor in music, hmm. Like I said, I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. So I started off in church, but I didn't really sing in front of people. Like I sang in the choir with everybody else, all the rest of the kids and mm-hmm. everything, but I was very shy to sing. I knew I could sing a little bit. I was like, I wanted to be a singer since a kid, but I just like, I was very shy and didn't really want anybody to. Yeah. Knock me or be like, oh, he can't do it. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So I didn't really say much or do much about it. But in high school is when it became my thing. And it was like, oh, you actually are pretty good at this. Like, mm-hmm. you got something going for yourself. So I had a lot of influences from people who in the city, like Roslyn Pratt. Okay. Um, Larry Wade. Uh, who else? Chris Gales. Shout out Chris Gales. There's so many different people that Dope have names. given me something. Miss Hubbard from, uh, she was from. Hartford, Man. but she started off with me mm-hmm. at Mount Calvary. Tierra Williams and her family started off with me at Mount Calvary. So I, I learned a lot. Like there's certain things that people have told me. We need more singers with that church day. background. I, I, I still take to this day. Yeah, with like things that they've told me. Like there's one thing that um, Roslyn taught me. Miss Roslyn taught me. She said, "Never be afraid to go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is." Mm. Say that one more time. Never be afraid to go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is. That should have been your peace positive point at the end of the episode. It might have to me because I'm like, because <laughs> it really is because. That's a dope quote. And, and it was because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. And she told me that. And she told me that because I was at the rehearsal. I was singing back up for her at one of her, uh, one of her um, events. And she loves rehearsal time. And I love rehearsal time too, especially with the band and everything and background singers. And she was like, she gave us all a chance to sing something. So she gave me a song to sing and it was my turn. I was kind of holding back. She was like, uh-uh, this is rehearsal. Go ahead, just You're play supposed with to it. Mess, yeah. Play with it. Just mess up. This, this is where this is the arena to do that. Like you can mess up. This is for mess ups right here. I'm like, okay. And and it really opened me up to be more open vocally and trying different things and everything like that. Because I'm like, it really is the further out that you go, that's where the fruit is. That's a fact. And it's like, so I learned that and I stuck with it. Larry Wade told me, he was like, never practice your runs and riffs all the time because it's not going to be authentic. It's mm. going to be more so like, oh, I've been practicing this one. Oh, I got it down now. So then you, it sounds practiced and rehearsed. It shouldn't have to, it should so be more be authentic. Yeah, like I learned a lot from different people. So I would say all those people gave me something from here. Like those people, and I'm really grateful for the foundation I have in music from the people who were around doing it before I was. That's for real. And teaching me, and that's also why I say I want to give back, because I'm like, why not give back to somebody younger than me that I know, like, the information that I, I've learned, give it back to them, or what about the things that I wish somebody would have told me? Word. And Especially, I can, I can yeah. tell them this now. I'm like, well, nobody told me this, but I'm going to tell you this. Especially the years we came up, man, yeah. because we had people who we looked up to, but we also knew, okay, we eventually had to be those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember being 18 and looking at Money Game, like, man, I'm trying to get where they at. And it's like, now, 
the younger kids who are coming up in Canton rapping, they like, mm-hmm. man, we want to get Rajan P at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope. Like, kids look to me as, because we didn't have that. It was just them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There was a spare, but now it's like me being 32 and the youth like, okay, we need somebody in the city we could look up to. Right. It could be Brandon Tauber. Somebody might want to sing and see you doing it. Oh, man, mm-hmm. he did it. November, Khan's producing, Jean rapping. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's dope that we making legacies. Like, you had the teachers, and now we can teach other people. Right. You know what That's I mean? That's what it's all about. Like, you got to give back. Give back. Like, it's like, it's a whole circle. Like, mm-hmm. it should go full circle for you. Like, you got taught something. Later on, you're going to come right back to it because you're going to be teaching somebody else the same thing. That's a and fact. That's, 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 that's what I love to do. I love to teach. I love being able to help somebody else with something that I know already or that, I'm, that I've learned, you know, something like that and just giving back to, to the community, to the youth, because we were those people as well. That's we, a fact. We, we're, we're the community and we were young at one point. And we got to keep needed, the community needed, sharp. We, yeah, we needed, we needed the community to help us get to where we are. So, so there were so many that for somebody else. There were so many things to do for us. Um, you you being a singer growing up in mm-hmm. Canton, were you in plays and like were you in different things like coming up as a singer? I started doing my musicals more so after high school. So I, I kind of had the bug because the funny thing is my mom and my father aren't singers, they're actors. Really? They're actors. So no like shit. I was, so that was kind of like the thing like, oh, we got a little actor going to come out of this. And like, <laughs> no, he sings. That's different. Wait, how do we approach this? So like my mom, she, she did all that she could. But like, you know, like it was more so the singing for me at first. But then once I finally figured out, okay, let me just try something. So I did my first play, uh, real actual play. I was about seven years old. Mm-hmm. Horrible. <laughs> what I was, was a play? Horrible. <laughs> Man, the Nutcracker, and they had me toothless. Oh, I, I had two teeth missing in the front. With <laughs> talking about, I'm the Nutcracker. I had hardly really like, no. I got line. my shit cracked. That's right. why my. <laughs> so then later on, years passed. So I was about seven years old. Yeah. Then it became when I was seventeen. So ten years later, I do another play, and that was in high school at McKinley, and I did Beauty and the Beast, and that was it for me. I'm like, I like this. Mm. It's a little bit different because now it's like okay, because of me being so quiet before, now I'm giving words to say. And I can make people laugh. I can make people smile. I can make that's people a powerful cry. gift, man. Yeah, it's like oh, I get to to be some something else to to bring emotions from somebody else because of what I'm doing on stage. They're watching me, and I can bring emotions from somebody else's just from the way that I'm acting on right, stage. Right, right, right. So that was a really cool thing for me. So I started doing that, and then after that, two years later, I started doing musicals at the Players Guild because my uncle started doing them. So when he started doing I'm like, well, I want to see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So we went to go see him in a few shows, and then that was it. I'm like, well, I'll try one. And so I did, and that was it. You know Darrell Tucker? Yeah. That's yeah. my dude. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he he was in the first play with me Tuck. at the Players Guild. We call him Tuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and I, I'm going to shout him out because it was his fault I'm just playing. Tuck. It was like, because he was like, we, we're going to do this show, bro. I'm like, okay. And so he came and picked me up. We went to the audition together, got in. Went to every rehearsal together, and that was my first time. And it's been I've been I've done maybe I can't even count probably like at least if I can remember about at least nine shows at the Players Guild, different roles, lead mm. roles, ensemble roles. It does not matter to me. Like I just love being that's on that stage. hunger. Yeah, I just love being on stage. Me too. I love it. I made a post the other day about performing, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody can feel it, but to me, sometimes performing feels just as good as sex. 
Like when you love it, I can honestly say you're right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I know people was like, "What is he talking about?" But I'm like, "Yo, like, but it's different because they don't know." Like I remember one time I had a great show, like. Crowd was dope, and I was like, I don't. It's not to be weird. I'm like, man, this shit, shit feel good up here. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in something right, right. now. Like, it, it's, it's it like rush. That. Yeah. Like, I just, it just, you get a high from what you love mm-hmm. when you know you're doing good at it. Like when LeBron dunk a ball, he be, let's go. Right. That's, that's, that's how, how it feel. feels, man. Because it's like to me, it's almost like you feel so much power on the stage. Because especially when you're able to command your, your crowd. That crowd control. Yeah, but like my thing is I feed off of people. Even though the crazy thing is like, like I said, I've always been very quiet in front of people that I'm not very comfortable with or don't really know yet. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like I don't like anybody. It's just like I'm not comfortable yet. So it takes me a little bit to warm up to people sometimes. I'm getting better with it now. But as a kid, like, you know, with that being what it was, I feel like with me being able to sing on stage, it was like a way for me to connect with people without having to use speaking words. Yeah. It was like, okay, it's a song. They know the words. I'm connected with them. Especially with performing. But then it's like also with the whole performing thing, it's like with you being on stage. See, I forgot what I was about to say. What was something? Just that rush you get for being on stage, like, like it's the rush, but it's um, it was something I was getting at. Okay, but for me, like me being so quiet growing up, people would consider me an introvert. Yeah, you don't really talk much. But I'm not really an introvert. <laughs> I'm very extroverted, but I have introverted <laughs> tendencies. The extroversion so, comes out the, when I'm on stage. But see, that's the thing. Like when, when I'm on stage, I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, like a whole alter ego or anything, but it's just like. When I'm on stage, I honestly I feed off of other people. You're supposed to. That, I feed that off makes of other great people. performances. So me being on stage and seeing the crowd reacting, that gets me going. Mm-hmm. Me being on the stage with the band behind me, that gets, gets going. me going. Me being on stage with the background singers and being able to look at them and and start going in, that gets me going. So that whole concept of performing, that's why when the pandemic happened and I wasn't able to do it for a while, it was like. I didn't know what to do. Man, that was a scary time. Um, just not just being at a point in the world where you like, man, will we ever be able to do this again? Because right. from what it's looking like, we ain't supposed to leave our houses. Right, because this is gonna be my first time performing since the pandemic. Wow. Cause That's I was dope. Do, I was I was in LA at the time, but I was doing uh, a lot of different things. I was singing at church, I was doing a few gigs here and there. But at the church, that was the last thing I did. That was in LA. Mm-hmm. That okay. was the last thing I did because we got the call, hey, we're gonna Shut down the church, but you guys are going to come do your praise and worship real quick, and then we'll just use the videos. And after a while, they're like, okay, we don't want you to come anymore either. We're just going to use old videos of y'all from <laughs> yeah, do it from y'all house. before. And then I ended up coming back here, and then I moved to Dallas. So I, didn't, I haven't sang since then. When did, you, when did you move to L.A.? I moved to L.A. back in 2010. Okay, so, so you've been out there, there for a little bit. And then I came back 2013, moved back 2017, and I came back 2020. Would you move back now? I definitely would. Really? I, I love it. Like, that's like, and honestly, the truth is I'm from there. Like, my mom and my dad met when they were in L.A. No shit. So they were, my mom was in school for communications, and so was my dad. Met at school. Don't know how that happened. He's from Detroit. My mom's from Canton. <laughs> both that's what's right. Right. And they both <laughs> met out there, had me. My brother lives out there because my dad lived out there before, you know, for a while. And so that's just how it was. So I always wanted to go out there, but I never knew what L.A. in 
like what it all entailed. I just always knew that's where I'm from. I want to go. I want to go. Mom, when we're going to, um, to California, we weren't going to California. But then as I got older, my talents brought me there. What was your, uh, when you, when you first moved out to LA, like to pursue music, cause mm-hmm. you clearly went out there to pursue music mm-hmm. in advance. What was your first real experience where you were like, oh shit, I'm really out here? Catching the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think he was going to say that. I was like, um, this bus is on time, it first of all. Shit, it ain't nothing on time out there. You know, here every 15 no, is listen, right here, 45, 15. No, like here, I'll be so mad. I'll be like, wait a second. You got to wait a whole hour for the next bus to come? No. But it would be, be right 10 there. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. If you catch one, you're going to catch another one that's coming right behind it that's going the same direction. It'd be some. Like, it'd be three buses sometimes going the same direction. Three different buses, different, different numbers, different destinations. On the wrong street. On the same <laughs> on the street, same, street. <laughs> same bus stop. If you get on the wrong one, you you just screwed. Like it's it's crazy. But I'm like, that was where I was like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm really out here. I'm this like, ain't the Sardis. I don't think we're in Canton anymore. I'm like, because I didn't know where I was going. That was the thing. I was mm. like, first of all, I didn't have no phone. <laughs> you ain't had no cell phone in Los I, Angeles. I had, listen. Oh, you living savage I was, out I was, there. I didn't have a phone at first. So what I was doing was, you know, I'll be at the house. And I would write everything out on like a piece of paper. You out there looking like a tourist. <laughs> looking like a tourist. Ass gonna get robbed. Excuse me, can and you help like, me? But I'll try to memorize stuff and be like, okay, I'm gonna go here. I catch this one, catch this one, catch this one. Be like, oh man, I gotta walk back to the house. Let me go back. I gotta find out where I'm going. <laughs> it was it was crazy though. It was crazy. Man, listen, I want to ask you also being out there. I know naturally being out there, you've seen celebrities. Um, you've seen, you've had experiences. What was one of your best moments out there that you remember? Um, through pursuing music a memorable moment whether it be a person an experience that you had what's something out there that was like yeah i i earned this out here what my this is my favorite moment being in los angeles there's two of them um it was just the fact of being from where we come from being from canton ohio and honestly you, you have those dreams all your life of like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, but you really don't know if you're going to be that person mm-hmm. or if it's ever going to happen. And then you go out there and you start doing your thing and you make your moves and you're not afraid because that's what I had to tell myself. On the plane, I said, you know what? I got to do what I got to do while I'm out here. For sure. Like, I can't just come out here and just willy-nilly around. Like, I got to do what I came out here to do. And I was like, you know what? Either people are going to like me or they're not. not. I'm like, I can't think about how people are going to perceive me. I'm like, if I do, that's going to that's gonna stifle my, my gift. So I can't do that. So I'm like, so I, di- I didn't do that. So I never downplayed my talent. If, if, I, if it was needed, I'm going to use it. And so me doing that and having that, that, that mindset got me to sing backup for Pharrell. Mm. Got me to sing backup for Diana Ross. Talk your shit. It's like, yeah. I, 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 you could never have told me. That's two thousand six. Say that one more that time. That I could have been doing this. Say that. Who did you say? Say that again. I sang back up for Pharrell. Pharrell Williams, y'all. And Happy Diana Pharrell. Diana Ross. And the, and the crazy thing it was, it was his first time performing that song, Happy. What? Mm-hmm. Bro, Happy is like it was. It was the greatest the biggest song, song ever. Right. It was like, and it was before <laughs> the movie came out. Before it was even Damn. released. We got to learn it before everybody else did. It was just crazy. I'm happy. This and man. it was just, it was just because of. Me being true to myself and true to my gift and not being afraid to use it. Mm. And then that's what ended up, that was my reward for it, was being myself. And you got to meet these people, man. Got to meet them. Though it was just for a day, I don't care. I actually got to do this for for myself. Like, you know, I did this. Like, nobody was there helping me. 
are the tacos as good as they say they are out there in California? They're authentic. That's what I'm gonna say. I because love this authentic is the, this food. This is the thing. This is the thing out here. It's a little bit more. All the questions I could have asked you about Los Angeles, I asked you about tacos. But man, I'm gonna tell you this place <laughs> called. Oh, that's in Dallas. I'm I'm in the wrong spot, man. I'm in the wrong spot. See, you got some barbecue it's two out there. Because yeah, in yeah. Dallas, they got the Tex-Mex. Oh, what's Tex-Mex? So Tex-Mex is like the Texas version of Mexican food because you know there's two different. Kind of like we were talking about the Northeast okay. side. There's this side and there's that side of the Northeast. Tex-Mex. So it's Mexico. But in Texas, it's a little bit different than the ones from over mm. there in California. So the food is a little bit different. So it's, I don't know how to describe the, the taste, but... You like Tex-Mex or more or L.A. food? You could pick one. What side? L.A. LA all day, man. L.A. all day. It's just, they have the street tacos. See, your accent came out. He said L.A. all day, kid. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. all day, kid. Oh, man. But like, it, it's... it's ugh, man, them tacos. All the different types of meat that they be having. There's this place called um, King Taco out okay. there it's like a franchise so it's kind of like chipotle but they don't make it in front of you that's the only thing so it's like it's a, bu- a bunch of different types so you don't know nachos, what the hell you eat tacos <laughs> bro they be you okay i'm gonna I'm I'm eat a, a people burrito listen basically <laughs> i'm gonna blow your mind real quick because they have a meat called cabeza mm-hmm. cabeza is good because it's the head i'm like but i'm eating the the, eating the head you know skull of, of, of the of the cow though yeah i'm like that's but you think about what well, we, we eat, other parts of the cow we so we can't really be shot like uh, right i'm like i'll eat the liver i don't care i love well, my grandma was eating frog legs i can't judge nobody eating no cabeza <laughs> come on bro <laughs> my friend was just talking about me eating liver and onions they're like you nasty i'm right. like shut up i'm like, I like my grandma yeah <laughs> right. grandma house but man, yeah, Saint uh, Saint Taco in in Dallas, and then King Taco in L.A. That's what's up. See, I was just talking to my homie who's in L.A. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my man Lock Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives in Long Beach, and his dad uh, went out there with him to visit. And I just noticed when people go out there, they get so happy because they like, man, it, it's it's beautiful out here. But the ones that have been there for so long, they like, man, this is it's nothing. <laughs> this ain't shit. I don't want to burst everybody's bubble, but it's not as clean as they say it is. It is oh, not, I've heard. It's like, but you know, like, and that's you know, the thing. We, like, we think it's, LA Instagram. It's, it's so funny though, because I love when when people come to visit and I get to burst their bubble because I'm like, like, oh, let's go to to Hollywood. Let's go to Hollywood. See, the Hollywood I'm like, side. I'm like, first of all, Hollywood stinks. <laughs> like, and when I mean stinks, I mean it smells. <laughs> Literally, people be throwing up on the side of the street. Yeah. Homeless people be throwing up, peeing, pooping, all that stuff on the side of the street right there. You know us can, folks. We think we think Nasty. LA is we think LA is NWA, Hollywood sign. No, we, listen, see all, we see Arnold Schwarzenegger. Compton ain't even that bad as it used to be. I heard Compton's very nice. I heard you can go to it's Compton very, and hang out. Look, 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 this is the thing that caught me off guard, though. <laughs> when I first got out there, I was like, my friends, they lived in the, in the projects in LA. Well, they lived in the projects in Compton, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to drop them off. I said, where we at? They said, we're in Compton. I said, Really? You looking around? That's, like you seen white people jogging? These are nice apartments. They said, "Oh yeah, this is the projects." I said, mm-hmm. "This is the PJs." Tell them this is called gentrification. So I was like, "Wait a second. I'm like, HP look way worse mm-hmm. than Compton." Yeah. I was like, "This, this is y'all's PJ? Like for yeah, real?" Yeah. Tell them this is called gentrification. And they be like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "Got nice apartments and all this yeah. stuff and." clean yards and I'm like this ain't no Compton but when you tell them how much the rent is here in Canada they'll be like man I should have moved there right cause I'm like that's the thing like uh, a studio apartment could run you up to a thousand dollars and over <sighs> that means you ain't got no rooms to and live. you're still basically paying an amount of when you said uh, no rooms I'm thinking no room in your wallet cause you ain't gonna have that shit either after you pay at rent at all <laughs> like you could get a, a, a place in Vienna Woods for a thousand dollars that's a steal here. 
That's and that's got four bedrooms in the basement. Yeah, yeah. You got. And we don't have no basements in L.A. There's not a basement in L.A. because of the 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 water and the earthquakes and all that stuff. They don't have basements. Mm. So it's like you get up there, you be like, the houses aren't always as homey as you may think. Unless you out a big mansion. Or yeah, something unless like you got there, a, right? a, unless you in the actual city part, like you know, like where we where we're from, like that kind of. They have spaces like that, but then they also have the places where all the houses look like they do on Friday and all that stuff. But then they do have the houses that are big and nice. It's 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 a big array of different types of houses in one small city, or and it's just crazy how many cities are all made up to make Los Angeles. Damn. It's kind of like Cleveland. Okay, now, Cleveland got the different subsidies. Yeah, got Sunland and all that. That's shit, exactly yeah. how it is. But I shout out L L A all day. I can't say that because <laughs> I ain't from there. You know, L A all day, cause L A all day, man. Yeah, L A all day. You gonna go back out there soon? I, I really plan on it. I, I'm really hoping to go. Before the year is out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to go out there and just um, just experience like a nightlife just once. Because I'm always seeing these it, crazy no, that's, stories. That, that, that's and I fun. ain't no clubber, but I be seeing people talk about the nightlife. And they're like, man, we seen Kid Cudi. That's that's fun. <laughs> because you really do run into people. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because you would think that they wouldn't be humble. No, they be outside. Like, it's my homie. Said, like, and he's, it's a wrong person to say, but he was like, yo, man, I see Trey songs all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you what? People, yeah, at the I club. I walk past people on the street and be like, because I'm, I'm good with faces. I might remember a face, but I might forget your name, but I'll remember your face from a commercial that you did three years ago. I just, I recognize Who'd you faces. you past? And it was, oh, okay, I'm trying to think. She was on In Living Color, That's a Raven, and something else. Uh, ah. She's tall, light skin, skinny. That's so. Her weird. name was like Anna Anna Maria or something like that. But she was she was funny on the show that I've seen her on. And she was but, on That's a Raven. Yeah, she she played her boss, what? Donna Cabana or something like that. Oh, what's her name? I'm trying to think. But like, so I saw her walking down the street with her husband or whoever it was. But they were going to a premiere on Hollywood Boulevard, and that's where you see everybody. And she was walking up right right past me, and I looked. And I'm like. That's so and so, and I waved, and she waved back, and I was like, <laughs> "She waved." I'm like, "Wait a second, like that's kind of nice." I'm like, "That's that's real dope, man." Yeah, they're not all assholes, right? Not you everybody, know not everybody. Now you do have your, your some of them. I haven't met any, but I've heard stories. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like I just it's kind of bad when you hear those kind of stories because you you really hope it's not something that you really look up to or somebody because that's the worst. You know like, what they say: your heroes will disappoint you. Mm-hmm. And that, I, ugh, so I'm like, I haven't met any of mine yet. Yeah. Except for Pharrell. And that was like the craziest thing to me. Like, I feel like you, could, could you get close to Pharrell? I feel like Pharrell is like peaceful, but you can't get close to him. Well, he came, the way he came in, it was like we were rehearsing and then he came in to see everything and give his critique. So when he did that, we all got to take a picture with him. That's so dope. we all got to do little separate pictures with him. So I got my little picture with him. And then that would have been my profile day. picture forever. Right. <laughs> I did have it on my profile for a minute, but I was like, I don't like bragging like that. So I was like, let me just, nah. That's for I real, say sir. Nothing, but That's I'm like, for real. But the, the craziest one, and nobody can say nothing about me. Nobody can say anything to me about this woman anymore at all. Diana Ross. Mm. Like. Class act, huh? Class act. And I understand why they call her the boss. Like, she running shit, bro. She, she you know what she been doing. Listen, she discovered she Michael Jackson, bro. Like the day of the show, we are about to perform maybe in a couple hours. Uh-huh. She stops the middle of the show as we're running through, changes a whole section in the orchestra, stops them. I want it this way. Tells them how to play it. 
And they did it the same night. And you know they're going to do it because guess what? It's Diana Ross. And it's their job. And they better not because then somebody's going to fire Because rent is $2,000. So you better right. go ahead and you change better it. play what you got to play, how she said to play it, when she said to play it. <laughs> and, but she, she really, and then just to hear her live and hear the songs that we grew up on and hear her singing yeah. them live is like, can't nobody say nothing about her to me. Like people are like she can't sing. Well, I don't care what you say. I, I got to see her live and up close and personal. I it's 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 different. For did me she now. do mahogany? I think she did some stuff oh, in mahogany. She man. did um she did the uh do the you big know song. she did that one. You're going she to. did Home from the Wiz. Oh and I shit! Lost the Wiz, my favorite like, movie, bro. That's mine. I'm like fucking love the Wiz. And it's like I was just so excited just to be in the room with her at first, and then to be on the stage, and then she brought us out. Onto the stage That's when we were supposed to be out there. That's dope. To just to recognize this. And I'm like, man. Mm. And those are the people who have weight on their name. Yeah. And they're that humble to bring out other people. What? That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's what we need. Pharrell did a Pharrell and Friends and brought out everybody. Man. He brought the clips back together. I'm like, man, I ain't seen the clips together since. Let me be a friend. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to be. Somebody's yeah. friend. Bring Jean P out on stage. Come on, right. man. Let's do it. We, I love how on this podcast we went from Canton to LA to Detroit to Texas. All to, around. We went all, all around, around the world, man. Basically. Texan Mex tacos and all that. We didn't <laughs> we didn't ate good on this podcast. This is a dope man. episode. So Brandon, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about this upcoming show. All things right. you got planned. And then we're gonna end it with a peace positive point and get up out of here, man. Yes, sir. Yes, all right, sir. Episode 48, Brandon Tyber, John Peter MC. Say what you mean. Peace. Episode 48, Brandon Talbert. This was a great episode, man. How you feeling? Feeling real good. <laughs> feeling real good. We, we in here chilling, man. It's a vibe. Listen, man, the, the, I love the episodes. We can have healthy conversations and good conversations. Yes, you know what I'm saying? We didn't talk about uh, verses. We didn't talk about, <laughs> you know, LA. I said we'd have been all over the world and right. the country and talked about so many things, but all these things make you the artist and the person that you are, man. So thank you for. Uh, doing this interview and I'm glad I had this opportunity no problem man it's been long awaited man we've long been, awaited it's been way overdue since we've been I've met I think I met you in high school back then but I'm like I was just John yeah yeah, yeah oh, we yeah. haven't done anything since <laughs> we've become the artists that we are yeah, I'm and like, we're going man, to and I remember somebody I forget who it was they was like are y'all cool I'm like why would we not be cool? We just have never worked together. Yeah, you know that music shit go. They think because y'all don't work together, y'all don't like each other. I'm, I'm like, like I, but, but why would I have? Yeah, what, we went to high school together to have any issue with anybody, especially from here. Yeah, for what? You know, it, we it, all on the same level trying to do the same thing. In hip hop, though, it's an ego thing in rap. They want to be better, but now it's like when you get to a certain age, it's like, all right, that shit's dead. Like, let's just make good music like and two get this guys band. going in different directions, yeah. going towards the same galaxy. It's Facts. The same thing. That's it, man. That's it. So we, it, it finally happened. So I'm glad I'm to, I'm here, man. It's just a great thing that you asked me. I was really uh, honored that you asked me to be here, man. Today. Of course, I had to have you, man. Like I like I said, this is about 
okay, the city is a basis for what we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we want to take this everywhere. You know, with what you want to do, with what I want to do. Um, and having a podcast and using my gift of being an MC, not just on the mic, but talking and having conversations with people because yeah. this is something me, another notch in it about me being a host of a podcast, mm-hmm. something I never thought I'd be able to do. So me having this platform where people do listen to me, I want to put the right people on it. Right. So it's only right that I had to have you on the show, man. Man, I appreciate that. So uh, let's talk about this show you got coming up, man. What's going yes. on with that? Let's 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 plug it, man. What's what's happening with so, it? Talk to us. This show is going to be something very different. You know, I'm 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 approaching it very different this time. I, this is going to be my fourth show at the Oracle Shout downtown to the Oracle. Canton. I've had all my shows there. Always a great time when I go down there, but. This show's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be adding a little bit of different elements into it. Yeah, so man. So not only just my music, but my acting as well. You know, just, you know, trying to give it a different element because I wanted to think, take it back to like the Flip Wilson days kind of thing. Where oh, like had man. Like the, I got a Flip Wilson you, vinyl. You know, like, it's like <laughs> I want to give you some a little bit of comedy. I want to give you a little bit of me at acting stupid, you know, just being myself, yeah. you know, in front of everybody who you actually know me to be if you know me. I want you know, everybody come to come like, see. it's the B-Town show. You know, I wanted, I wanted to be, you know, everybody feel like they're just come out there looking their best, yeah. feeling really good. Like, you know, it's my birthday weekend. I want everybody to turn up with me. You know, yeah. I want everybody to come out, have fun. I'm trying to do the mic toss with everybody. You know, I want people to come up there who can sing. I, w- I want to hear some good singers, man. I want to hear some bomb singers, but I'm going to do like, you know, like little comedy stuff in between sets and everything and it's gonna be dope you know i'm just gonna tell my story about what happened with my yeah, eyes man. you know kind of give more into depth of what how i felt the emotions that i had why these songs mean something to me and all that that's you know? crazy to me like with my album being called the way i see it mm-hmm. and talking with someone who actually had an experience with almost losing their vision like i always wonder like how that would make you, how made you feel listening to that? Because it's like perspective, mm-hmm. and imagine like your your perspective physically being messed up, like from your from what you were going through with your body. I know that was a crazy experience, just waking up one day and be like, "Man, I cannot see." Right. It's like when you just said, "Lost your vision," it made me think of something else. It's like it did make me lose my vision, yeah. not just physically, but at one point, I really didn't know what I was gonna do. Vision is deeper than what we look at. Yeah, I, you know I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. But what do we do? We, we Sometimes we just grin and bear it. Facts. We laugh it off or we try to make people think everything's okay. And that's what I was doing. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how I handled it until I just had, I had to break. And when I broke, that's when the change started to happen for me. And it was immediate. Yeah. Because I was obedient to what... I was told, because I remember I said I, I prayed about, what do I say? What do I do? Okay, what am I supposed to do, God? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. So when I, I listened, I sat there and I listened, and he spoke to me in a different way than he had before. And I was able to know that that was him telling me to, okay, say something. It's time. Say your truth. And I did. And then, like I said, the change happened. And then as I, as I came home, my healing began to grow. Because I was around a city mm-hmm. of people who loved me. Takes a village. You know, that, that's exactly what I called it. Like when people would say, I said, my village, help me out. Because when you're surrounded by people that help you, yeah, it feels I, like I, I it. think about the people who have helped me out through all these years. And I'm going to start shouting people's names out. If I forget people's names, I'm sorry, but I, I love y'all. But I think about the Terrence, the Terrence Joneses. Shout out Terrence Jones, man. Like he gave me opportunities to to showcase my talent that got me to to use it other places. 
and learn did you how to the, be you on did stage. Did the Martin Luther King show? I, I did every year. I did. I did it too. I did it every year. The Omega Sci-Fi's, they lifted me up too. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, was, I feel like I'm an honorary <laughs> sometimes because I'm like, since I was in for high sure, school, they've man. been having me do stuff Hell with yeah. them. You yeah. know, like, the, the people from my, my, my church, True Light Christian Ministries, where I grew up, people even at Mount Calvary helped me out. You know, man. I think about the people who, who saw me from Belden, from, Har- from Harder. Man. From Crenshaw, from Layman, McKinley and Timken and schools that I didn't even know people, you know, like just the people in my city. And then when people came and saw me mm-hmm. and they put their arms around me and I could feel the, the love that they had for yeah. me immediately from just the, the, the embrace that they gave me. That's when you can tell that it's real. Especially when they support. When, when it's real, you can feel it. And I felt that. I, that that same feeling you felt was the same feeling I had when I made my album um, release the way I did. Mm-hmm. Like I decided not to go to streaming directly. I decided to say, okay, you know what? I need my village, aka mm-hmm. the real people who say they support Jean P the MC, to support me. You know, because mm-hmm. nowadays support is just something you type. Yeah. People forget support is something you have to do. So mm-hmm. the fact that people took the time out of their um, money and dime to buy my album when I say, yo, I'm not going to Spotify because they're not paying this shit. I'm not going to right. streaming because they're literally paying us half of a penny, which is really nothing wow. when you break it down. When the st- per streams, you're getting like half a penny. You're not getting much. So. I said, okay, I want, I want the people to see, okay, who can give me $20 for this? Who can give me $10 for this? Who going to give me this? And they showed up. You know what I'm saying? So when you feel that support, and then the big thing for me was the response to my album, mm-hmm. how people responded to it. I'm going to yeah. put this over here because of feedback. I'm just put it right there. Like, the response. Now they were like, man, this is, this is good. That made me feel good. So mm-hmm. that, that support, I, I pray that you get that. If you don't get it. You have it. So all you got to do is just drop the music, brother. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, it, it, like, same with November. Like, for years, I said, November, when you going to put an album out? Everybody know you sing, you're great, and now she put it out, and it's, it's, blowing, it's up. blowing up. You know what it's I'm saying? And, and I feel that for you, because when I started doing music, y'all were two people, I was like, yo, they in the studio. Like, y'all were the first people I remember who were, like, in studios. I'm like, yo, they go to the studio? <laughs> that's, that's some big star shit, you know? But now we go from... That so now we could do it in our homes. We was working with 314. Yeah, shout out 314, <laughs> man. That was the studio, you know yep. what I'm saying? Before we know how to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And now it's like we have these tools. Even with this podcast, you used to think you had to go to a studio. No, nope. you do it right here. Mm-hmm. So we're te- we can teach this upcoming generation, look, you don't gotta work hard for no label. That's cool, but you can do all this yourself. That's that's the whole purpose of my career, showing people look like you can wait for these opportunities. But you can make them yourself. Like your show. You're, you're doing your show because you're celebrating the anniversary of a dark moment and then you're turning it into something positive. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what you're what supposed to do in music. So, like, that approach is great, man. I know, like, you got great things coming because you, you got a good approach to what you want to do. Thank you. Some guys get Thank into you. this shit and be like, I'm going to just get the bag. And you're so focused on the bag, you're not focused on the quality. That's why hip-hop and R&B is where it's at because the singers look good. Mm-hmm. Like they give on. People were shocked that Give on messed up. Like they was like, What? Don't blame the mic, but he looks like a great singer. But on stage, mm, he needs some work. You know what I'm saying? Like, but 
we work hard for that. This is what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I, I pray that uh, you get all that back, man, because you deserve you. it, bro. You, you have a very incredible story, and, like, the fact that it affected your vision like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's people out there who have to be born without seeing. Right. Like That was the thing that I had to remember. I'm like, imagine not being able to see what color the grass was. Yeah, simple what color, shit, man. What your mother looks like. Mm-hmm. Your child. Or imagine having... Just those memories only. Yeah. That's real. Up to this point, like, I was like, okay, what if the last time I saw my mom was the last time that I saw my mom? It made you appreciate everything you look at. Yep. From here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to see my, I'm looking my everybody in the house. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. thinking all that stuff. I'm like, man, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. But I'm like, that's why I'm, like, I'm so grateful for me starting to regain the vision that I had before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's starting to happen slowly but surely. But I'm like, I'm just grateful to God that it's happened. Amen, man. And I'm I'm just glad you couldn't have told me <laughs> six months ago. Yeah. That I'll be doing this on July 29th. Because you were unsure. Or even talking to you right now, or even mm-hmm. being here. I, I remember didn't. when you said that I was like when you said you were coming, I was like, is he gonna be cool? Like you said he had surgery. I mm-hmm. didn't know like what to expect. Yeah. And I seen you, man, and, and you're looking good, bro. Thank you're taking you. care of yourself you. and 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 you got your vision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought like, man, like I don't know what I would do if I couldn't see right. or I couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. We got to appreciate the little the things, things in life. The little things. That mean so much to us. Mm-hmm. We could lose a hand, a finger right now. You'd be like, man, I didn't realize how important how much my thumb was. Is, you know? yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't realize how important right. it was to have this. You know what I'm saying? So when you appreciate them things, bro, that's why you got that help you got. That's why you're able to do this show a year later. I, you got to kill that shit. The pressure's <laughs> I on. I got to, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got to give it. I got to give it for real, man. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon, I like to do a segment on my podcast called Peace Positive Point. And what I do is, like, I have my guests come up with a quote that means something to them. So every week I have, like, a different quote. And um, I'll take it and I'll apply it to like my current situation or my life or what it means to me. So did you want to go first or you want me to go? How you want to do it? You can go first. Okay. So my quote is a, I'm going, I'm going all out, a Yiddish proverb. Okay. Shout out to the Jews out there, my home of Jewish homies. God gave burdens, also shoulders. To me, that means God won't give you more than you can bear because there are times that things can happen to us and it feels like, okay, this is it. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, it's like weight on top of weight on top of weight. But then you see like, man, I handled that. Mm-hmm. I put, I took that on the chin, like they say, or I put that on my back, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's why like metaphorically, we got these things to hold on to things, but also to let them go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, God giving us burdens and also shoulders means like whatever he gives us, we can handle it. I mean, even with you, man, you, you handled that shit, bro. And the fact that you are here is, is, is something, you handled that shit. It was a burden and you handled yeah. that. I mean, we all facing burdens. I, Lord knows I got them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I noticed I handled them well because you can't look like what you go through. You know what I'm saying? But like, you also can handle that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So for those who feel they got to keep the mask on, I advise you, you don't have to. Right. Just know that whatever is on your shoulders, that you feel is affecting you, it's, it's going, you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. So that's my quote, man. Yiddish proverb. I went all out today. Yeah, so mine. Yeah, what's yours? Attitude is everything. So. Mm, attitude is everything. I've learned that through a, a workshop that I was and have been a part of since I was 
14 years old. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first things I was taught there is attitude is everything. Yeah. And I've taken that with me every day of my life. And that's how I carry myself. I think about the way that I approach something is going to be how the outcome is going to be sometimes. Fact. If, if, you, if you come to a situation with the wrong type of attitude, what are you expecting to get from that? Mm-hmm. You get back, you, 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 uh, get, you back get back what, you, what you put out, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, and so when I, when I go about doing things, I think about how is it, how is it going to look first of all? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do something wrong or come off the wrong way with certain things. Like even with asking for the help, I didn't want to sound like I was asking too much. I'm like, if, if people are like, oh, I, I didn't even ask. You know, just it's about my attitude. It, it just, I've learned from that. Yes. Having a, a good attitude. It's so important, bro. It, it takes you places. It really does take you places. Like, I don't think that me not knowing that would have got me to the places that I was able to get. That's real. All or about treating people even, the way you want yeah, to be treated. Like even, yep. even the situation with me living in the car or whatever, you know, like coming out of that. <laughs> yeah. I got out of it some way, and that's because of it's that how, burden. I, how, I, how I carried myself. Yep. Which, I, I, but look at how you carried that burden. You ain't in the yeah. car no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy how you learn from your experiences what you handle. Mm-hmm. And, what, and you know, whatever's to come, you're going to handle that shit. Mm-hmm. And, and have a, the best attitude you can. Mm-hmm. You could have been like, man, I'm sick of sleeping in this damn car. But you right. did it because you had to do what you had to do. Yeah, I'm either going to cry about it or I'm going to make this money because rent in L.A. is $4,000 mm-hmm. a minute. <laughs> like, like you said, there's been plenty of times where, like, even with the attitude, yeah. thing, like, you know, where I could have been like, okay, I can't see. Yeah. I can't do this. Facts. You could have you went like that. could have just ended it right there. I could have pitied myself. I could have went the wrong way. You know, things, ha- things can happen to people like that. Amen. Some people can't handle those kind of situations. But I had to come into it with a good attitude and keep that attitude. And the one blessing of it is that we got outlets. Mm-hmm. You can sing a song. Mm-hmm. When you or make a song when you feel like that, I can mm-hmm. do the same thing. There's some black men who go through things. I'm gonna I'm make it for us. Mm-hmm. It's some black men and women, but for brothers, it's some brothers who don't have outlets. Right, and their outlets is drinking, smoking, or taking it out on somebody else, yep. or disrespecting themselves, disrespecting people, disrespecting women. You know what I'm saying? So me having an outlet of music, you having that outlet, and for you to still be here a year later. Mm-hmm. And have a show. Come on, man. It's it's written. It's like it's written in the stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And having a good attitude and watch the love be in that building when you have <laughs> that show. Just because you're a good person, it probably be you never seen in years. Oh man, Brandon's having some. Oh, I'm gonna go check it out because he's a good person. I know who he is. Crazy. <laughs> so, but I'm excited for you, man. I'm glad yeah. we was able to have this interview. I gotta dap you up, man. Thank you for sure. this, bro. This was fun. Any last shout outs you got before we get out of here, man? Hey, mama. What's up, mama? <laughs> Because she says, she, I need to find out how to listen to the podcast. So I got I'm like, it. I, 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 we got you, Mom. He got an iPhone, so you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. We good. And if you got Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to this podcast app. But it's going to be there, Mama. We got you. Yeah. We got you. We make sure you listen gonna to it. going to bug me, for real. That's what's up. Any other <laughs> shout-outs? We good? I'm good. I, to the city of Canton, man. Y'all held me up when I needed it the most. And I thank you guys 
everybody you if you've helped me in any way i say thank you to all of you guys thank you for listening tonight mm. thank you for supporting my boy john p the mc man like love. this is a great thing i'm i'm proud of you bro thank you man i appreciate that mm. i love when people from the city who knew us from back in the day <laughs> right. see what i'm doing now and mm-hmm. saying they proud because that's all i really wanted man mm-hmm. is to have an outlet for people to be like man, i want to get on the podcast or i want to get on his album or i want to hear it you know what i'm saying yeah. so this is a blessing, man. So I want to give a shout out to the listeners. Shout out to everybody that supports Brandon. Shout out to the city. Yes, you know what I'm yes. saying? Because, you know, right now, Hall of Fame coming up in a couple of months. So, you know, they're going to love Canton for a little bit. Right. But we love Canton all the time. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? 330. We 330 all day, man. So episode. 232, you know. Yeah, man. And hey, you got a lot of area codes. You know, man, everywhere. You California. 562. <laughs> Just combine all the numbers. In the three <laughs> That'd be a whole nother phone number. <laughs> nah, man. But listen, man. Episode 48, John Peter MC, Brandon Talbert. We're going to see y'all next week on the next episode. We out of here, man. Yes, peace, peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast Say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest No arguments, yeah, I got next John P One, two Let me talk my shit again real quick uh, I will not settle These voices not